you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and put your hands together. Come on. Well, good morning and welcome to Compassion New Year's 2023. Man, it is not a better place to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Man, before we get started and jump into our sermon, I've got a couple things I want to say. Maybe if you've got a pen or something, you might want to write this down. Uh, you can go to our website. Let me encourage everybody, get on our website or get on our Facebook page. This is how you keep connected with events coming up. But we're, we're kicking off January, man. We're like... We're kicking field goals. We're not even like barely kicking. We're like, let's go. Next Sunday, January the 8th, um, if you have gotten saved and maybe you've never uh, been baptized, we're doing baptism next Sunday. And we want you to be a part of that. That is your next step in your faith walk. So, man, go to the Next Step desk and sign up for baptism. Man, I'm excited to see some people get done because I know some of you need to bubble a little bit. Amen. I, not y'all. They're not here. Of course, it's the ones that stayed home last night. Anyway, um, I'm <laughs> And hey, if you're new here, maybe you've been thinking, how can I get connected with Compassion Church? And I want to know more about their, um, what, what their values are. I want to know how to get connected in the ministry. I want to know more about their C groups. I want to know those kind of things. Next Sunday night, January the 8th at 6 p.m., we're going to have a guest meal. So what I need you to do is if you say, hey, I've never been to a guest meal and I want to know more about the church. I want to get connected. I want to meet some of the directors, those kind of things. I need you to sign up to the Next Step Desk because we're going to provide food. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and some food. Some food. Amen. Some food. Which leads me into January the 9th. Hallelujah. We're going to embark on our 21 days of prayer and fasting is what we're going to do. That's right. I use the F word from the stage, fasting. That's right. We're going to jump into our fasting. Man, go to our website. There's a great link that says compassion.cc, and it says fast up there. You can get a little booklet. You can do a download, and it's going to walk you through 21 days of prayer and fasting and a journal. We've got some printed copies. We will have some more next week, but they're all at the next step desk. Join us in fasting and prayer. You know what the word says about fasting and prayer? He, he, Jesus himself says some things don't happen unless you fast and pray. Daniel had to fast and pray for the answer. Some of you have been looking for an answer, but you're not willing to fast and pray. Oh, I know. It got deep real quick, didn't it? Everybody's like, Shh, don't say nothing. But we're going to start January the 9th, 21 days of fast and prayer. January the 11th, I told you I got some dates for you, but I don't want you to miss anything. January the 11th, we are kicking off Fusion Praise Night. We're going to get here, we're going to worship Jesus. We're dedicating the first part of our, the church, the first part of our year to Jesus. It's always dedicated to him, but we're going to really tone in. We're going to get specific. We're going to say, God, we're not going without you. We should say that in our lives. We're not going without you. But too many times we go without him. Anyway, that's another sermon for another day. And then the last thing, January 22nd, I just want to tell you, because we believe in doing community and we believe in doing life together, and we're going to kick off our C groups and our freedom class. If you've never been through freedom class, man, I've got some testimonies coming up. You want to be through it. It it delivers some people some stuff, man, and we all need freedom in our life. Amen? Amen? And so the C groups is community. It's culture. It's what we get together and we do life together. It's those people that you can lean on and say, hey, pray for me. And it's those people you can say, celebrate with me because that's what community and C groups are. So that's going to kick off on January the 22nd. I will tell you this. 
At the end of service, there's some more announcements and some more dates, so don't run out of here because you're going to miss some important things. But we just want to keep you informed. So jump on Compassion Church, uh, compassion.cc, or jump on our Facebook page. Man, like it, share it. Be a part. We're family, amen? So this month, as you saw the bumper, it says, where are you? That's the sermon series for this month. We're talking about where are you? So, you know, I... uh, this is going to be all about the journey. It's going to be all about how I'm maturing in Christ, where I'm heading. You know that us as Christians, us as believers, we should be following Christ, maturing daily. Amen? Yes. Well, half the congregation believes that. Either you just woke up or you're not. Anyway, we should be growing every single day, being more like him. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, therefore. Therefore means therefore. That means Therefore. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Just as 2022 just went away, the calendar year turned over. You're a new creation if you're in Christ. You can't go back to the past. You can't take the past into a new season. It's not there. It can't be happening. You can't take the old creation, the old man, into the new life of Jesus. As I was preparing for this all week long, I've been looking at it, and, and I was between naming and titling it for you, leave what you know, leave what you know, or leave you behind. One of the two. But that's one of the two things I want to talk to you today, either about leaving what you know or leaving you behind. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak. Lord, I pray that you go before me. You go before all of us. You give us your word. Your, it doesn't matter what I say up here. Your life, your words are only life-giving. And I pray right now, Father, as your spirit's been here through worship, as you've declared to us that you'll never let us down, as you declare to us you will be here through your words, I pray right now that every heart is ready for your word. I pray my heart is ready and receiving today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. So let me show you my age for just a minute. I'm not going to tell you how old I am. You can guess, and if you guess wrong, then I don't like you anymore. But anyway, um, so there's a show. There's a black and white. I know some of you don't believe, don't know there used to be black and white shows, but there was a black and white show called Andy Griffith. Anybody in here? Yeah, some people are like, oh, I'm not showing my age. You know, but Andy Griffith. So there was a sketch one time that happened on Andy Griffith, and so it was Barney, one of the characters, and Andy, they had just left church, and they, they got their church on, and then they went home, and, and uh, Aunt B, who always fed them, she, she cooked a big meal for them. So now they're outside on the porch. It's a nice, cool evening. They're out on the porch in their rocking chair. And they're both starting to doze off because their belly's full. Anybody, anybody understand that? Christmas? Oh, hallelujah. You found the right seat, and you're, like, snuggling in, got warm. Anybody, anybody else? Yeah, that was me. I was like, oh, I'm starting to doze off. And all of a sudden, Barney, the character of Barney, says to Andy, hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up from here. I'm going to walk to the store. I'm going to get ice cream. And then he just keeps rocking. And you start noticing Barney's head starts going like this. Anybody? Yeah, the women can attest. The husband's like, you were asleep. No, I wasn't. I never fell asleep, women, right? Amen? I guess you were. I heard you snoring. No, that wasn't it. And then he does it a couple more times. Barney wakes up and he says to Andy again, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk to the store and I'm going to get some ice cream. And he falls back asleep. You know, and he does it about two or three more times, and you know what happens? It's the same result. He never moves. Many times we think we're going somewhere, but we haven't left anywhere. Do you know leaving somewhere and going somewhere are two opposite things? Today, as we take this journey together over the next few minutes, we're going to talk, be talking about a man named Abram, later known as Abraham. He's the father of our faith. He's the father, uh, we look at him, and he, he's in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. And he, God gave him specific instructions 
to do in his life. He gave me specific instructions to go somewhere else, leave where he was at. And we're going to pick this up in Genesis chapter 12 is where we're going to head at. And Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 5 is where we're going to go. The Lord said to Abram, go from the country, your people, go from the country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He, went, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. They arrived there. Wouldn't you love it? January the 1st, 2023, God says, hey, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your socks off. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless your kids, and I'm going to bless your kids' kids, and I'm going to bless your kids' 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 kids, and I'm just going to bless you, and everybody is going to be blessed because of you. Man, wouldn't that be awesome, God telling us that? 2023, he's saying, I'm going to bless you. Matter of fact, I'm going to, your offspring, everybody's going to be blessed because of you. And if you're, anybody who blesses you, I'm going to bless them because they blessed you. Man, isn't that amazing? Isn't that what we want to hear from God? And he says, matter of fact, I got you. They curse you. They come against you. I'm your man. I'm going to get them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of them is what I'm going to do. Isn't that it? Isn't that wonderful? Some of you look at me like I'm crazy. We just read it together. He just said he's going to bless them. You're like, what's the catch? What's the catch? There is a catch. Comes back to that scripture, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, go. In another translation, it might say leave. From your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I show you. The catch is in verse 4 and 5. God gave him specific instructions, but what did he do? So Abram went, he obeyed, he went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Verse 5, he took his wife Sarah, which he needed to do, but his wife, but his nephew Lot also. All you had to do was leave what you know or leave you behind. Because don't you know when you go into different seasons of your life, you take baggage with you? Can you relate? God has brought you out of your sin. He has saved you in here. You, you know his redemptive power. He's poured blessings out of you, but you still take a lot with you. So let me tell you the backstory of Lot, Genesis 11. Lot's not a bad guy. Lot's not some person to, that was anything. He was a good guy. Matter of fact, 2 Peter 5, I think in uh, 2 Peter chapter 2 says that he was a righteous man. Even called him a righteous man. But, but Lot was actually Abram's nephew. And in Genesis chapter 11, uh, we see that in, in later in Genesis 11 that Lot's father passed away. So his grandfather started raising him. So this is like family. This is, this is family, but God gave Abram specific instructions. He tells God, God's instructions were very specific. He said, you got to leave everything. 
Too many times we compromise the word of God to fit into our narrative and our will. Here's the thing. If God said it, you read it, it's the truth. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't matter how woke you are because clearly you're asleep. Some of you will know what woke is and some of you won't. Some of you are still sleeping right now. But he, it doesn't, and it doesn't even matter what our opinion is. Our opinion means nothing. God's truth is God's truth. His word is his word. That's where life and death comes from. He was very specific with Abram and he said, go, leave from your country, your people, and your father's household. See, we ask God to bless our steps instead of following his instructions many times in our life. The example is this. If I pray, God, help me lose weight, and I spend all my time waiting for the Krispy Kreme light to come on, I'm not losing weight. If my best place is a donut shop, guess what? I'm eating donuts. You say that's a crazy example, but it's true. That's how we do this. We don't, we say, God, I'm going to just, you, you know what, God, I, I, I guess I'll follow your commitment, but that's not how we do it. We want our will to impose him. It's like, it's like somebody saying, God, bring me a godly spouse, one that prays and is righteous and will lead me. And I can pray with them and we just see heaven open up, but you go to the bar to find them. I'm just going to get it for real today. It's 2023. Let's jump both feet in. Let's mess it up. It's like saying, look, I'm going to abstain from you know what, but I, got, I know you know who on speed dial just to snuggle with. That's what it's about. You got to leave an area. You got to leave what you know. You got to leave you behind. You can't take your old self with you. You can't, you can't, you got to leave the old things. You got to leave some of the old people. You got to leave some of the old places. You can't keep hanging on to that and expect God to bless you. I'm not here to tell you today that you're going to lose your salvation. I'm not here today to even tell you you're going to lose your blessings. I'm not here to tell you today. But here's what I can tell you. When you're not in full surrender of God, and if, when you're not in full surrender, you're not in full obedience. See, the old self and the old lifestyle has a grasp on you. It, you're one, one door. That Satan's got his foot in there. If you're not in full obedience, he's got his door right. He's got his foot in the doorway to your heart. Because you're still trying to hang on to things in the past. You got to let it go and let it go with a vengeance. See, it's very clear. We are free to make choices in our lives. But sometimes with those free choices comes consequences. Let me explain to you. We can see it right here in scripture. Chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, Abram and Sarai. Abram and Sarai, they, they, uh, they're doing what God told them to do with the exception of bringing Lot with them. They are touring. They're down in Egypt. They're headed to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. You can go back and read. Read, the, read, read all of this. Gen you should be reading your Bible anyway, but Genesis chapter 12 is just amazing to me. So they're heading down. They're in Egypt. And Abram pulls Sarai to the side, and he says, hey, girl, you're you my, you my woman. You know, you're my wife. You made my heart beat. My eyes flutter. You're what I want to wake up to. In the, I don't know why he talks like this, but in my mind, this is what Abram talks about. You, you made me want, when I wake up, that, you're the first thing I see. There's nobody else on this earth that I want to do this journey with. 
girl, you're all mine. You're my heart. You, you, you know, you know. So listen, you're so beautiful. And when we get to Egypt, man, when we get to Egypt, those Egyptians are going to be going, ooh, that girl's hot, right? That's what he's saying. But here's what I need you to do. Abram's saying, Sarah, this is what I need you to do. I need you to tell him you're my sister, though, okay? Divorce just happened, right? You're like, oh, what? Abram was, Abram was afraid that the Egyptians would kill him, even though he knew the promise of God. He had already been tell, told, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. So he didn't have to go to his old self. He didn't have to take the old man with him. He could have left it alone and left it over there and walked in the full promises of God. He had all the promises but was not willing to leave himself behind. See, Abram, Abram made that choice to tell that lie. And with lies comes consequences. And we can see that in Genesis chapter 7, verse 17 through 19. But the Lord inflicted, listen to this. But the Lord inflicted serious disease on Pharaoh and his household because Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, what have you done to me? He said, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here your, here's your wife. Take her and go. Sometimes your decision of not leaving what you know and leaving you behind affects other people. Many times in our life, we hang on to the old man or we hang on to the old lifestyle or, or, or we keep, what we do is we try to keep a level of comfort in our life. I can just hang on to it just a little bit. That's what we try to do. It's a false sense of security is what we're trying to do and hanging on to the old man so we're not fully surrendered to God. Then we look at God and say, why aren't you blessing me, God? It's all your fault. But we're hugging it like a Hershey's bar after a diet. You know what I'm saying? Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. The Message Bible, I love the Message Bible because it puts it a little different, but it's the same. It says this, then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Jesus is going to work on you. This is what he's doing right now. He's going to work on you to, for you to hear the word of God. He went to work on his disciples. And he said, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You got to quit trying to lead. You got to let Jesus lead. You're not in the driver's seat. My daughter wants to be a driver. She, she's get, fixing to get her driver's license. She wants to that driving time. But you know what? Sometimes daddy's got to drive because he knows best. God knows best in the driver's seat. Let him stay there. You keep being a passenger and you can take a nap. You can relax because he's got you. But he says anyway, he says, I, it says, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. Do not run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I will show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself. Your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade for your soul? Let me ask you this question today. How much of your old lifestyle is shaping your present relationship with God. What you say, the words that come out of your mouth, how you dress, what you think, the habits, what you watch, what you listen to, how much of that old man is shaping your relationship with Christ now? 
Do they resemble, does your life now resemble a new man or is it still an old lifestyle in an old land? Does the new lifestyle imitate the old land and the old culture you used to belong to? Many times we get saved and we give our hearts to Jesus, but we don't give our lives to him. So many of us aren't going anywhere because we're not leaving anywhere or anything behind. We're still taking the old friends and the old thoughts and we're still taking the old habits and we're still taking the old self-reliance with us. We're actually still taking our, our lot with us. Remember, he was said in God, remember Genesis 12, God gave specific instructions that said, go and leave from your country, your people, and your father's household. See, if if it isn't, if it was the, it is a principle of obedience is what it is. That's, that's the instructions. It was how obedient are we going to be to God's word? If we don't see the need for obedience, I promise you, God will make obedience. You ain't got to raise your hand, but you ever, God told you to do something and you ain't done it before. He kind of forced them. He's like, oh, oh yeah, you are. Oh yeah, I'm God in the driver's seat. Why do we have to fight it out? Why don't we just surrender and say, here you go. It's all you. Sometimes we always wonder, well, why am I not being financially blessed? Well, you're not obedient. Why, why is my relationship in the trash? Because you're acting like trash. You're not obedient. I just jumped in both feet. I know. It's, it's, I know. It's New Year. I know. You're like, man, we went to bed at 12.01 and we came to this. But what I'm trying to tell you today is we got to leave, st- leave our land behind and leave ourselves behind. we got to focus on Jesus Christ and what he has for us. We see from Genesis 13 all the way through Genesis 19. When he brought Lot with him, there was nothing for Lot but trouble. There was nothing. From Genesis 12 to Genesis 19, there was nothing but Lot for trouble. Genesis 13, Abram, Abram and, and Lot's people, his squad gets into an argument, and they have to split the land. You know what Lot does? He looks at the best land, and he goes and takes it. In Genesis 14, you go back and read this, uh, Lot has his land, and here he is. He's out there, and what happens? There's a war that breaks out, and Lot gets kidnapped, and Abram has to go rescue him from being kidnapped. If he would have just left him behind, he wouldn't have to worry about it. You may say, that's mean. No, that's the blessings in the word of God. Say, that's the problem. We get our feelings in the way. God's word's not worried about your feelings. I hate to break this, some of you. It's truth. Genesis 19, we see, we see Lot living in Sodom and Gomorrah, and the city was demolished because there was so much sin in it. And that's a whole other sermon for a whole other day, so I'm not going to break into it. But I'll tell you what, Lot started out by pitching his tent outside of Sodom, and the sin drew him into Sodom. That's what happens in many of our lives. We end up, oh, it looks fresh, it looks great, but we're playing right here. And we end up in the city and we go, what happened? And what happened? He lost everything, including his wife. We gotta leave, we gotta be obedient to God's word and leave. Sometimes having a lot in your life will delay or detour the blessings in your life. So January the 1st, 2023, How do we leave what we know or how do we leave ourselves behind? I'm going to tell you three things. Number one is this, identify. Identify. You've got to identify your past. I didn't say live in it. I said identify it. Identify what the law is in your life. 
what could hold you back from the promises and blessings of God. Maybe, maybe it's your past. Maybe it's your, your past relationships. Maybe it's, maybe it's just you. We are strangers to this land. Stop trying to fit in. We don't belong here. If you're a Christ follower, you don't belong here. Your, your home is heaven. See, when I say identify, you've got to, you've got to come back to it. Let's, let's use this example. Use this example. Maybe, maybe you, were, you grew up in poverty. Maybe you were a person that your family was kind of, you were poor, you grew up in poverty. But now you're older and maybe you're, you're doing pretty well, but every time you get a dollar, you spend it as fast as you can because you still have a poverty men- mentality. You've got to leave that old man aside. You've got to push him back into the old country and go, nope, I'm going to live in the blessings of God. I'm going to bring my tithes to this storehouse. I'm going to be a generous kind of person. I'm going to make sure I'm a blessing. I'm going to be a giver, not a taker. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe you, maybe you were a person who you, you grew up and you saw abuse in your family. And so then you became a teenager and you found a, 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 a teenage, a date or a boyfriend or a girlfriend who abused you. And you thought that was okay because that's what you saw back then. Then you get into your adulthood and you find an abusive relationship. And then, and then you just think it's okay. You've got to leave that old person behind. See, maybe you broke off, but then you go find you a godly man or woman. You're like, hey, I know that that's not right, but there's still something inside of you that will pick the mess out of that spouse to get a fight started. You still brought that old man with you. You still brought yourself into the new land that you're in. Man, I hope this is getting somewhere today. John 15 and 19 says this, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but you have chosen but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. First Peter 2 and 11 says this, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. You are a stranger to this land. Your past is a stranger to this new season of maturity and growth, if you'll let it be. Number two, walk in obedience. Number two, walk in obedience. Unfortunately, we have sadly taught a gospel that's like happy-go-lucky. Woo-hoo! Accepting Jesus is great. It is, it, he, he renews your heart. He saves your sin. It's nothing that you did that he's done. He did it all for you. And all you have to do is accept him, and you're a new creation because that's where it's at. He did it all on the cross. But the problem is the obedience doesn't mean it's always happiness. We have to stop telling people and promising people, if you'll follow Jesus, everything will be happy and easy. It's a lie. He said, take up your cross. And the only cross I know that's easy is the one you wear around your neck or hang on your wall. None of the disciples, do you think Peter was like, oh yeah, I get to get crucified upside down. Woohoo! Do you think some of the disciples that were boiled on oil because of the gospel was like, yeah, bath today, skincare. Not at all. We have taught a gospel that says we don't have to walk in obedience as long as we're happy. We've got to identify. We've got to walk in the obedience of Christ. See, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And what I would like to say to you today is I find my joy in the Lord's strength. I find my joy in his strength. He's strong. 
I find my peace in his peace because he's peace. But I'm going to walk in that obedience. Deuteronomy 3 and 16 says this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he's telling Joshua. And he's telling you that today too. Deuteronomy 31 and 8 says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Walk in obedience. In Matthew chapter 6, he tells us, he is very clear that Jesus is teaching his disciples. He's teaching people and he's saying, God the Father, he loves you so much. If he takes care of the birds of the air and the grass on the field, wouldn't he take care of you even more? Walk in obedience. 1 Samuel 15, says this, to obey is better than sacrifice. We have to walk in the obedience of his word. Abram didn't walk. He was blessed. But what if he just would have left Lot behind? The third thing is this, be set apart. So we've got to identify. We've got to walk in obedience and we've got to set apart. Be set apart. We must set ourselves apart from lots, the lots in our lives. We have to be honest with ourselves. There are certain people that pull stuff out of you and it's not always good. It may not be a sin what they're pulling out of you, but it may be compromise. It might be gossip. It might be slander. It might be a bad attitude. You may need to leave that lot behind in order to walk in the full blessings of Jesus. Romans 12 and 2 is one of my favorite verses, and it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Many times the battle isn't in our heart because we believe Jesus died on the cross. It's in our mind. It's in our mind that we have to take captive and renew it every single day. And I know days I get up and I'm like, I'm not wanting to fight this fight anymore. I'm tired, but it's okay. I've just got to renew my mind and say, fresh and new are his things every day, his graces every day. I got to look and I got to say, you know what? It may be hard to set myself apart. And sometimes I may feel lonely, but you know what? I've got all I need and that's Christ Jesus. He said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Sometimes in order to grow in Christ, we must leave what we know behind and you've got to leave you behind. We started with 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 and I want to finish with 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come the old has gone, the new is here. I just noticed this by reading this scripture again. He only focused on old one time in this scripture. Therefore, if anyone is a Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Please stand with me if you will. 
We are so thankful that you chose to join us here at Compassion Church online today. We hope and pray that God spoke something specifically to your heart and life that you can take and go share with someone else. Don't forget, if you have any needs or prayers, make sure that you connect with us. We're a family and we do life together. So don't forget, comment below, message one of us, and we'd love to connect with you. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you back next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.